0: Awesome. Well, we had an amazing week at Holiday Club this week and um, I was actually looking through some of the photos and I really love it when I see our kids worship. I don't know, there's just something so special about seeing a kid lift their hands or kneel. I don't know, it's just, it really was just something super special to, to see. So well done to our amazing dream team that really pulled that off in, in both of our locations in Boss and Tableview. Um, It really was amazing. But we're gonna get into some more worship, but I wanna encourage you with some thoughts tonight before we get back into it. And I don't even wanna waste any time, but before we do, can I just ask, everyone just close your eyes where you're at. And um, I actually even wanna say to you, you don't even need need, need to take notes tonight. I actually even wanna encourage you, why don't you just put your phone away, maybe put it on airplane mode. I don't want anything to distract you From what I believe God wants to speak into tonight, what God wants to encourage you on. Why don't we just take 10 seconds to actually just be still and be aware that God is among us right now, that His presence is in this place. I'm going to go into Exodus 17 and um, it will come up on the screens and it says, Joshua did what Moses ordered in order to fight Amalek and Moses, Aaron and her went to the top of the hill. It turned out that whenever Moses raised his hands, Israel was winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, Amalek was winning. But Moses' hands got tired So they got a stone and set it under him. He sat on it and Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on each side. So his hands remained steady until the sun went down. Joshua defeated Amalek and its army in battle. And um, there have been some medical studies and some research that uh, that have been done over the last couple of years, or over over the last couple of years, about how it's called a power pose. I don't know if anyone's heard about that. And this research has shown that if you lift your hands over your head for about two minutes, it actually lowers your stress levels, lowers your cortisol levels. And when I heard this, I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. So what they've actually encouraged people to do is when you're about to head into a stressful meeting or maybe you're facing something that's super chaotic or super, uh, you know, really hectic in your life, they actually say, take two minutes Be still and actually just raise your hands above your head for about two minutes and actually lowers your stress levels. It's called this power pose. There's other power poses as well. But this one really stood out to me because we often say it in church. If you come to church for a while, you will often hear us, you know, on, on platforms say, hey, why don't you raise up your hands as a sign of surrender, you know? And we don't do this because science tells us it's going to lower our stress levels. We don't do this because research tells us this. We do this because we have been made for this pose. We have been designed to stretch our hands in surrender, to assume a posture of worship, a posture of surrender. And in the Scripture in Exodus 17, we see that when Moses' hands were up, they were winning. But as soon as his hands lowered, they were losing, but his hands grew tired. So what did they do? Aaron and her came alongside them, they placed a stone so that they could help Moses' hands be lifted so that they could go on and win the battle. And there's such an interesting thought in this, not only you know, when we raise our hands and we, you know, we, you know, we um, assume a posture of worship or a posture of surrender, but there's an important part in this where I think we often neglect, and it's the power of community. Moses needed Aaron and her in order to win that victory because his hands got tired. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes we get weary in our worship or we get weary in our prayers. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I often go through stages where I pray and I worship and I feel like it just hits the ceiling. And you have these doubts that start coming into your mind like, God, are you even hearing what I'm saying? But Moses needed Aaron and her to lift up his hands. You and I need each other to lift up our hands. It's a posture of worship. It's a posture of victory. It's a posture, not only that when we lift our hands, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that comes inside of us and goes, you are not alone. You are going to fight this because you're lifting up a posture of worship. So when we say lift up your hands, it's not because science tells us to. It's because God teaches us to lift our hands. Why don't you try it? Why don't you humor me and just lift up your hands when we worship and let God give you that power pose the power of the Holy Spirit you know there's a line um in the song called More Than Able by Elevation Worship. I hope we get to sing it tonight, but it's on our playlist and we've got an amazing playlist in this encounter series on our YouTube, um, Spotify and Apple Music. So make sure you go download that. And, but there's a bridge that goes, can you imagine with all of the faith in the room, what the Lord can do? And so you might have walked in here tonight lacking a little bit of faith, but we are each others, Aaron and her tonight. And we're gonna lift each other up. The faith of the person sitting next to you can lift up your hands of how you've walked in here tonight. We need each other. It's a posture of worship. I wanna encourage you that never underestimate the power of a song. In 1 Samuel 30 verse six, it says, And David was greatly distressed. He was going through a ton of crap. Can I say that? You can take that off the podcast but he was going through some hectic stuff. But at the end of that scripture, it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. He was greatly distressed, but he encouraged himself. He strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So many people think that, you know, when we give our lives to Jesus, think it's like you're making this wish to a genie and now everything's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be like, you're just gonna sail through life. It's gonna be amazing, you know? And I, I wish that was, that would be amazing, you know? But um, unfortunately, life is not like that. We, we do not sail through. And there have been numerous times since I've given my life to Jesus where I've experienced some really, really rocky roads. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. But um, there are three significant moments that I want to share with you of where I haven't underestimated the power of a song. And um, first moment was around 2015. Actually, I can't remember now. 2016. There was a really big thing happening in my life. And it was a big financial thing, actually, that it actually wasn't going to happen without God. It needed to be a massive miracle. And I remember assuming a posture of worship and I remember pacing up and down my room this was me, up and down my room and and I was singing the songs, I've seen you move you move the mountains and I believe I see you do it again, you made a way where there was nowhere and I believe I see you do it again and I kept on singing I kept on singing that and something started rising up inside me going that if you could do it for Him, you can do it for me if you can do it for them, you can do it for me if you were the same in the Old Testament, you're the same in the New Testament, if you were constant then you're constant now, I started to strengthen myself. I started to encourage myself. That was a song that played a very specific role in that season. Then there was another time where this was a real hectic, hectic time where my life was kind of switched upside down. It was just big crisis. And I remember that was the time where that song Jesus by Chris Tomlin came out. And, um, and and the words went um, you you are on the waters who speaks to the sea who stands in the fire beside me that one and i remember standing in worship and that part who stands in the fire i remember taking my hand and going who stands in the fire beside me and there was something in me that visually I had to tell myself, He stands in the fire beside me. That song became an anthem in that season for me. There was power in that song. And I even just in the last year, navigating some interesting twists and turns of life and CJ and myself navigating some interesting life stuff, you know, CJ always jokes. It's like one day we're going to write a book on, on on what we've experienced in the last couple of years. Um, But um, there was a song and I remember driving in the car and, and I remember just really filled with so much doubt, filled with so many questions. I couldn't understand, you know, what was happening, what was going on. And I remember singing the song, Reason to Praise. And just that chorus where it went. Um, cause you're the god of the breakthrough. When I'm breaking down, you'll be working a way through. When there's no way out, there's one thing I know. You're still on your throne. So whatever I'm feeling, I still got a reason to praise. And I remember seeing that over and over again that when I'm breaking down, He's breaking through. Like that song became an anthem. I wanna encourage you, do not underestimate the power of a song. When you're on your way to work, when you are trying to be the best parent you can be, the best spouse you can be, when you're struggling with life decisions, when you're maybe going through a work crisis, a financial crisis, I don't know what it may be, but don't underestimate the power of a song. Which is why it's so important to just be filled in a faith environment. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could just stay like this forever and like never have to leave? It would be amazing. I could I could just stay here. We can just keep on worshipping. Don't have to. We can just leave life behind. You know, until Jesus comes back, we can just stay here and just worship. Everything's amazing. You know, but unfortunately we've got to leave tonight and have good pizza and um we've got to wake up tomorrow morning and go to work, you know, and sleep in for the kids because it's school holidays. But we've got to carry on with life. But can I encourage you that our faith isn't built when everything is going right. Our faith is built in the furnace. And David knew this. He strengthened himself in the Lord. So I want to share this quick story as the rest of the team come up. I don't know how you walked in here tonight, but I know one thing, is that God does. He knows how you've walked in here tonight. He knows what you're carrying. And in this Encounter series, I believe that this is a series where we can really create space for us to really just assume that posture of worship and take it into our week, let God speak to us afresh. Maybe you're joining us for the first time tonight, and maybe this is all just a bit weird that's okay as well. But I want to invite you to come along with us because I believe God wants to speak to you as well. And He's put you in this place for something significant. So I want to close with a story. Right before World War I, a man attempted to fly around the globe. He made it to the east coast of the USA and he landed in a pasture, fueled his plane and took off for a four hour flight over water to the next place he could safely land. Two hours later, he heard a scratching, a gnawing sound inside of the plane. The pilot realised that while he was on the ground, a rat had crawled in and was now gnawing at the steering cable. If it snapped, he would plummet to his death into the ocean with no way of flying quickly two hours forward or two hours back, so he was filled with terror. Then he had a life-saving thought. Rats are made to live on the ground, not in the sky. So he pulled the nose up and climbed up, 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 another 2,000 feet and the gnawing stopped. So he leveled his altitude, he calmly flew on, landed and threw out the dead wrapped. This is exactly what worship does. The rodents of your life aren't meant to live in the presence of God. Worship takes you to heights where worry, anxiety, stress and fear wither away and cease to gnaw at your life. Why would you want to live any other way? I'm so thankful that we have lead pastors that believe in the power of worship. That creates space in our services for us not to just rush through the first 15 minutes, but to actually take the take that time and create a throne for God to come and dwell among us. Where you at? Why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you close your eyes as I read this scripture? Exodus 14, verse 14. It says, The Lord Himself will fight for you. You just need to be calm. I don't know what you're facing tonight. But what I do know is that if we stand and assume our posture of worship and we don't underestimate the power of a song, let us teach ourselves how to encourage ourselves in the Lord.